Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. With me, as always, my co-host, Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And first up this week, Mitchell Trubisky. The fragile case of Mitchell Trubisky. Tragic and fragile. Like, this this, this smells of the end of Mitchell Trubisky. It has even, to be, man. It has to be. Even though this season has not been great for him, he told a pool of reporters that he wants to get the TVs removed or at least shut down in Hallis Hall, which is the place where they do their training. The Bears practice facility, yes. essentially, yeah. I think it's ridiculous that he said that. Yeah, in, in, in public. Like I don't even, there's like I don't know the exact question, but it doesn't matter what the question is. Why would you even say that? That's like when Baker acknowledged the discussion of having about his mustache. What is wrong with you? Isn't there more important things to talk about than shutting down the TVs because you don't want to hear the outside noise? That just tells me that you're fragile. Yeah, and here's the thing. If he had just said that to his teammates as a, hey, let's not pay attention to the outside noise, let's do what we have to do kind of thing, what a team leader would do, that's one thing. To sit there and tell reporters and the world that you can't handle your poor play being criticized so much that you can't even have a TV on with anyone talking about you or you just you can't handle it. Like that that he's already playing weak and now it's pretty clear he's weak mentally as well. For whatever reason, Matt Nagy, this seems to be the one guy Matt Nagy stands behind. Right. And he's the one guy who should not have the support of the head coach. This is the same head coach a couple weeks ago when going for a field goal instead of trying to get closer and closer in, in the final seconds of a game for the win, right. said, oh, we can't run the ball because we might, you know, we, we might lose yardage, even though your running back had had an awesome game. You had such little faith in your running back that you said that in public, mind you, to reporters. Right. So you clearly already don't have faith in your team. And now the one guy you have faith in, apparently, for whatever reason, I don't know, I... I Mitchell Trubisky has to have like compromising photos of Matt Nagy somewhere. Otherwise, he would not be a starting quarterback still. But the one guy he still believes in, Mitchell Trubisky, now comes out and says, if anybody says anything mean about me, I just turn the TV off. I can't handle it. Like, What do you think the defenses that he goes against are going to say? I mean, what do you think his own defense says about that? Well, that yeah, that's even worse. What do you think Khalil Mack thinks about that? Oh, my God, I got traded from, from Oakland to here for this? Like, at I, least- I'm, I'm a... I'm a <laughs> A generational talent, a guy who comes across once every five or ten drafts, maybe. Maybe. And you're wasting the prime years of his career on a team that can't score more than ten, ten points a game. Like he has no mental capacity to lead this team. Not at all. They, they're they're, they're going to tear him up every week on the field. He doesn't have the mental capacity to hear an opinion, never mind lead a football team. And And... Heaven forbid he he gets in a playoff game again and and has to drive the team down. I wouldn't even put, I wouldn't even put paper, much less money, on betting on him uh, to well, drive. I, I do hate to be the bearer of bad news here, Ben, but um, money is paper. That's fair. But yeah, I, meant so like, I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Give it the context. But yeah, I get the context. I understand it, but just you know, I, mean, I really can come up with anything that's like lesser than money. It happens. But, but the point is, is I wouldn't put anything on. Yeah, I, I hear. I know. I wouldn't either on I, a game-winning drive, much less anything at all. 
He's just fragile. Um, they need to cut ties with him now, like probably at the end of the season. I thought they should have tra- changed to Chase Daniels earlier in the season, but who am I? I'm just a spectator. But they should move on immediately. I get they invested a lot to trade up for him, but oops, that was a mistake. Don't compound a mistake by just signing him a long-term deal because then you're just oh gonna, no way oh my god you're gonna waste Khalil Mack oh Allen Robinson you're gonna waste David Montgomery any anybody else that I that I'm not thinking of that's young in prime talent you're just gonna waste that talent how about uh, waste the trust of a loyal fan base right that's the hard that's the hardest thing to do you can you can get more decent players but the bottom line is you don't make money if there's no revenue and if people don't care to watch your game. Yeah, because it's the the product is so poor. Uh, that's 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 the biggest way to get through to people is hit them in the pocketbook. Right. I mean, if they're not if they're not performing to what you want to see, then uh, I mean, fans are just going to stop watching. And Bears fans are amongst the most loyal fans you're going to oh, find yeah. in, in oh, the yeah. sport. I mean, every every true fan loves their team, but I mean across fan bases, I mean Bears fans are known for being rabid and. <laughs> at some point you're just going to get tired of it it's got to make them sick watching this like last year it was sick watching their kicking situation now they have a quarterback situation and if they don't move on from him this offseason it's going to get ugly because they're going to have to sign him to a long term deal and that'll just spell the end for the next three to five years of the Bears being anything relevant in the NFC North and as far as as far as my my opinion on this goes, I'll close on this personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think if he had just been if it was just their regular draft pick, right? And he was the best quarterback on the board, or he was the only really touted prospect out of college, right? And the Bears just took him, and he didn't pan out. Okay, you know, under, understandable. Then you know it, it happens. People miss. Nobody's perfect. The best GM in the world has a bad read on a player from time to time. They traded up and gave up a lot to move up one position in front of a team, by the way, who wasn't going to draft a quarterback. Right. Never, much less Mitchell Trubisky. Right. And later on, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Arguably two guys who are going to lead this next generation of quarterbacks for the next decade, barring serious injury, are are out there. You know, Mahomes is hurt right now, but he's, he's a stud when he's on the field. Right. We know what Watson can do. Those kind of guys were taken after him, and the Bears traded up to get Trubisky. I mean, that, that has got to sting. As a fan, you have to sit there going, why? Why? And it would have paid me as a Bears fan, if I was a Bears fan, if I watched Mahomes and Deshaun in the next two to three years each win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And just stare at our crap quarterback situation and be like, what did we do? Yeah, look at look at your riskies on the bench or playing for somebody else in a couple of years. Oh, right. We got that guy to not get that. Because I'm telling you right now, if the Bears have Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson – yeah, uh, with that defense, turn a quarterback who can keep the offense on the field and give that defense a rest. Man, yeah, man, how good is that team? Well, speaking of good teams, uh, I was hoping we could dive into the 
upper echelon of the NFL. I'm always up for that. Yeah, instead of talking about the dregs of society. So focus on the positive. I like your direction right, today. Right. That's I like where your I'm direction. trying to go. I'm trying to go. Um, top four teams overall in the NFL. Overall. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm thinking San Francisco number one. It's clear. They have to be clear. They're they're on, they're, they're on my list too. Undefeated, on top. They can nope. run. They got a decent quarterback. Yep. I only say decent because it's still largely unproven over a long period of time, even though he's yeah. been in the league for a while. Yeah. Re- really good running game. Some talent at receiver, but maybe not the best, but uh, the running game compensates for that. And that defense is pretty it's ridiculous. Disturbing. Yeah, really good. Although, I just want to point this out. Yes. And every 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 team has a stinker. They did give up a lot of points to a very up-and-coming, young, and experienced Cardinals team That's last true. week. That's true. So, not a knock. They won the game, did what they had to do. I think right now the number one team, they have to be. I don't care if they have the 27th-ranked strength of schedule. Apparently nobody else does either. They can beat the teams that are on their schedule. And that's exactly it. And they did. And not only, they not only beat them, because if they were struggling against every team, they'd be like, okay, well, maybe they're not the best. But they are convincingly winning. Right. These games. So, no, hats off to them. They're number one. Number two? I'll go next for yeah. me. Go ahead. Number two, still the Patriots. Really? Absolutely. And I know Baltimore's really excited about their November Super Bowl win last week. It was it was a big celebration, by the way. Yeah, they really they really went over the top with their on-the-field photos and all that stuff. And whatever, they won. Winners get to talk crap. I understand that. Yep. But uh, I also remember, like I stated last week on my – closing rant yeah i remember the patriots who won the super bowl last season losing to a very poor tennessee team a very poor detroit team a extremely poor miami team mm-hmm. and then they won the super bowl they also lost to a very poor jacksonville team last year correct so everybody losing to a dynamic player like lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens who regardless of record always play the Patriots hard. It's almost like a division game. They right. play them so hard or play them well. They match up well. It was like the Patriots with the Colts when Manning was there. Absolutely. No matter, yeah, no matter what, no matter who was there, no matter who was hurt. Uh, it's always a battle. Yeah, it was always a battle. And it, I don't know. I, I Everybody, oh, Baltimore's better. They beat them. Well, Baltimore also lost to Cleveland. So let's let's Baltimore's been impressive. They have a four game winning streak. Not a knock. He's in sour grapes. I think there's gonna be teams out there that match up to him. And there's gonna be teams out there that beat Baltimore. Patriots might lose them once or twice more. Yeah. It's very possible. Uh but I still think until they do, they're the best team in the AFC and they're the second best team in the NFL. I'll hold that Cleveland loss against Baltimore probably all season. I have a personal to me because I just it's disgraceful to lose that team. Yeah, I mean they lost that game after after Lamar already had his breakout. Man, they were painting Lamar as as the second coming, and then he loses to Cleveland. So it's like every there everybody's a lot of hiccup. I mean, he's a young player; they're a young team essentially on offense. And well, I mean they have some experienced guys too, but the, the real lead guys yeah. uh, are are all younger. So, I mean. Kid's, kid's going to be good. Yeah. He already is good. I mean, he, he could be great as long as he stops 
uh, taking all those hits and the design runs because that's that's going to shorten anyone's career. But we've we've been down that road enough. Yep. So who who, who was your number two? My I, I I had I had San Fran as number one. Also, I had yep. New England as number two. Yep. Who did you have at number two? Saints. Okay. I can't I can't just ignore what they did with um, Drew Brees out. For that was incredible. Weeks and they didn't lose a game. They didn't lose a game. No. That defense stepped up, produced. Players stepped up and produced. Teddy B led that team outside of the game he came into. Led that team with no no losses. And now Drew Brees is back. They're still number one in their division. They have a stranglehold on it, and they're looking at they're looking up at the 49ers, who they will face, and going to try to get that number one seed. Oh, and by the way, Alvin Kamara is coming back supposedly this weekend. He's supposedly healthy, so, so. there's one more incredible weapon that they're going to have at their disposal. Right. I actually had them on my list too. They were number three. Number three. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Respectable. Um, I'm my third team, Seattle. Okay. Seattle's through my third team. I think they're just – I think Russell Wilson just puts them up in that upper echelon top four. That's just that's just my opinion. Uh, they have so much talent on offense. They're coming together on defense. They don't and, have the personnel to be a dominant defense, but with that offense they can still win. Right, and I think this weekend um, we'll see, and we'll get into that a little later. Uh, but I think just Russell Wilson, it's one of those that player can elevate the team to wins, and he's done that this year. Taking taking defeat out of the or taking victory out of the jaws of defeat. Yeah, the opposite of the Miami Dolphins, right. what they were doing. Yeah. So I, I assume for you, the Patriots are number four. And Patriots are number four. Yes, man. I want to tell everybody out there listening that Ben and I intentionally did not share our four picks with each other. We, we share a banker tank ahead of time and our game of the week and all that. We intentionally did not let each other know who our four teams were. Yep. And our four teams were exactly the same. Cause Seattle was my fourth best team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, they had some slip ups against some subpar teams. Right. Um, which again happens. Uh, they're not, their defense isn't on new England's level. And, the overall level of experience at key positions, with the exception of quarterback, uh, is not there on New England's level, which is why they weren't two. They've lost two games. New England's lost one. Um, it really came down to some nitpicky details. Yeah. But honestly, any of the four teams, the 49ers, the Patriots, the Saints, the Seahawks, I could see any one of those four raising the Lombardi Trophy when the Absolutely. year's over. I could even see some other ones, too, honestly. like uh, I really struggled with, do I put Green Bay in there? Uh, but they've shown some incons- so much inconsistency. They'll look great, and then they'll just look very poor. You could argue they were gift-wrapped to win against Detroit earlier. Uh, you, you can, but the rest of them weren't. I mean, the rest of them were hard-earned wins. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, because of one win, kind of tear down their whole season. Right. Um, you could – I mean, I know they lost to Cleveland, but you could argue Baltimore. You could put them in that category. Because they've only had, they only have two losses. Yep. I can't remember for the life of me who the second loss was against, but – you only had the two losses. Kansas City. Oh, was it Kansas City? Yeah, yep, when Kansas they had City. Mahomes? Yep. Okay, so you can't, I mean, you can't hold that against them too much. And speaking of which, Kansas City will be would be on that list too. Yeah, if Mahomes was, Mahomes was fully healthy and playing, he'd absolutely be on that list. I gave, if, so. if he was fully, uh, fully healthy, still playing, 
the whole time, this top four would be really tough to suss out because uh, yeah, it, you add them into that mix and you got a recipe for a very good discussion. The Vikings should be on that list, but injuries and inconsistent quarterback play <laughs> cousins, have just yeah. he's he's coming around, but. You're just I mean, worried about him reverting back to old Kirk That's Cousins. just it. Can you trust him? But, yeah, I mean, those 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 are my four. And, yeah. I mean, I, I think. I think they'll change by the end of the year, but. but those, I don't know if they will. No? I don't know. I mean, the Patriots are going to be there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, the 49ers are still going to be I don't think they'll be undefeated. I, in fact, that's a topic I'm not going to get into now because that's the yep. game of the week. But uh, they won't be able. To, they're going to have a very good record. Probably going to have the number one seed. Although the Saints could come knocking on their door, so it could Seattle. So I mean, it's interesting. It could very well change. We could, we we could address that again down the road. Yeah, we can address that down the road. I mean, we'll remember who we have now. We have it written down, and we'll we'll, well go we back have it, and... we have it recorded. <laughs> yeah, we have a recording just, as well. Just as an FYI, we have it recorded, so we can have. As I'm sitting here with the computer with the audio <laughs> playing in front of me, and I I depend on writing it down. That's all right. People helping people. It's so 1992. So do you want to dive into that little subject about Monday Night Football? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, in- that's an interesting game. Yeah. the uh, Both of our – one of our top four teams. Two of our top four teams. Yep. The State uh, – And Seahawks and the 49ers. Two of our top four teams. The Seahawks at the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And – there isn't a lot of games. I, I mean, I, I get excited to watch football. I love football in general, hence the reason we have a podcast talking about football. Right. But, like, right now we have, on mute, we have the Chargers and the Raiders Thursday night game. I want to watch it because it's football, and I love NFL football. But I don't, like, if something happened and, like, my cable went out, I'm not all of a sudden going to be like, oh, my God, I can't watch that game. This Seahawks 49ers game, I am looking forward to. Yeah. That's going to be... You make sure you have your night laid out so at 8.15 or 8.20 when that game starts, you can sit there and watch every single snap. That's going to be an incredibly entertaining game. You have that Seattle offense, which is just getting stronger every week, with Chris Carson at the running back position. You have Metcalf and one of the best receivers in the NFL, Mr. Tyler Lockett, (laughs) personal favorite of yours, Ben. (laughs) I mean, and Russell Wilson, the league MVP. He's, Arguably, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's. I don't even know if you can argue it, honestly, what he's done. I don't think you can at this point. I mean, there's been a lot of players who've had incredibly good seasons so far, but if Russell Wilson stays on this pace, he has to be the MVP. I don't, I don't know how you could take it away from him at this point. And then you have the 49ers. And then you have 49ers. Yeah, like I said earlier, man, that defense is amazing. That defense against that Seattle offense is going to be incredibly fun to watch. Plus you have... Richard Sherman going against his old team. Yeah, but that happened twice last year, too, so yeah. that's not... I mean, that that's that's fun and all, but it's not... I think there'll be a little more edge because it actually means something this year. Sure, absolutely, because the Niners were not great last year. Right. But, they, I mean, they, they certainly turned it around, and... I mean, what what are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think? I on, think uh, I think it's going to be a tough battle because that front four of San Francisco is nasty, but you have Russell Wilson one of the most gifted quarterbacks in the league. But I think San Francisco is going to pull it out. Mm. I See, think we, they're going to win. We disagree there. Yeah, I think they're going to win. We disagree. No, I think I think Seattle, it's not going to be a runaway. No, it'll be, it'll be a match. I think Seattle 
they'd say they win, I don't know, 27-24, something really close like wow. that. Even on the last second field goal, maybe. I was going to go 19-16. Yeah. 19-16, San Francisco. I think they're, they're going to pull it out. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. I don't know if they're mentally tough enough. And that's not a knock on them. It's just an aging experience. I think, I think it, being at home right now helps them. If this game was in Seattle, where the 12 are at, now I know they play later in the season, but they have some matchups coming up that might get them ready. But that game again, that game in the 12, man, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough one. That one, that one, we might have a, an agreement on, but we'll get to that when it gets to that point, if it means anything at that point. But I think I think San Francisco is going to pull this one out this weekend. Well, you heard it here. Ben has San Fran. I have Seattle. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I actually forgot. I was trying to think about who beat Seattle, and I remember it was Baltimore went to Seattle and beat Seattle. So, yeah, that's two uh, two incredibly good teams that Baltimore has defeated and made look pretty pretty beatable. But but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see as the season progresses if teams don't figure it out. Some will, some won't. But, you know. And they have more division opponents games. And those they have to play Cleveland again, so you never know. And they're always, they're always for some reason, different. When cause it's like the Patriots, every time they face their division opponents, it's unless it's like a bad Miami team or a bad New York Jets team or a bad Buffalo team, for some reason it's always a, a fight against the division opponent. Oh, yeah, always. Because you know each other so well. Right. That will be a very, very exciting game, and I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think it might come down to the last drive. Absolutely will. I think it will come down to the last kick. Well, that's what I mean. Like the final, it'll come down to deciding it'll final be, final yeah. plays, final seconds. Like it's it's not. I don't I don't see other team running away with this. But. All right. Well, it's that time of the that time of the week again. Yeah, it is. It is that time of the week, my favorite time of the week, when I get to pick my superior players okay. to run down your band of misfits. Okay. So, seeing as you're going to lose again this week. Uh, I, lo- I won last week. Yeah, you won on technicality last week. It's two of my guys tied. I won. I, won. So I, don't, I don't know about that. But. If we won, I can, I can pull up my documentation. I haven't lost for a couple weeks, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. It still feels still feels gross. Um, so, you want to go first? Or you yeah, got so a quarterback. I would love to go first. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. Oh, Danny Dimes going against the New York Jets. They're just bad. They're bad. Honestly, man, and, I'd go with Danny DeVito against the New York Jets right now. And they lost. So. To Miami, they lost to Miami, so they're. I think they're broken. And I know Sam Darnold's broken. Who's the home team? Like it matters. It, it, it doesn't really matter. I think it's. I think the Jets are, but I don't. I yeah, I don't really think it really matters. Care. The Jets are just going to get demolished. So I'm not. I don't need to dig in any farther. He this needs, could be. The, this could be the game that Saquon. He needs. To, he needs to score me sixteen point three points. I. He can do that with his eyes closed against the New York Jets. Who do you got this week? My quarterback is the young rising star Kyler Murray of the Arizona oh, yeah? Cardinals. All right. Kid has put up phenomenal Daddy uh, points, yards. He's been passing well. He's been running well, making good decisions. 
Uh, hasn't really been over the top in the turnover department. Uh, put up the best fight so far this year against the 49ers last week and a very surprising performance. And now he has Tampa Bay suspect defense and another week to learn that offense. I mean, I, I think uh, Arizona got this one right when they took him first overall. Yeah. And as long as much like I said about Lamar Jackson, what we both said about Lamar Jackson, if he can avoid the hits on the design run, he's going to have a very long, successful career. I, but, haven't, I haven't seen him getting design runs, though. I've seen a few. Not, not, not nearly as, as many, many as Lamar. You Lamar, can't, but. though, because he's so small that he just one, – well, one, bad, one bad hit for Lamar is going to be different than one bad hit for – Yeah, for sure. For, yeah, Lamar can take the hit more with his frame. But, yeah. Yeah, kid's got heart, though, and he's got talent, and he's going to have a good week. Yeah, he's got an arm, too. Oh. Running back. Running back. Well, we're watching him, actually. Melvin Gordon. I hope so, because I started him this week, so that'd be nice. Um, now, the Raiders, they they don't give up a lot of rushing yards. Um, they have one running back who went off on them, and that was Del- Delvin Cook. Who pretty much was off on everybody. Right. Um, but this is his sixth game back. He's each week incrementally gotten more and more touches and more and more yards, a little more production. I think this is his bust-out game, as long as Philip Rivers doesn't throw another pick. Well, that is Philip Rivers' favorite thing to do, so we'll see. But, yeah, that's my pick. Uh, I think he'll be – I think he'll get, he'll get the points I need, and um, I think this will be his real bust-out game as soon as I get the ball back. Yeah, I'm going to go with Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. They are at Cleveland, which means nothing anymore, apparently. Right. Um, it meant something for like 10 minutes, but then reality set in on the Brown season, and they realized, oh, man, we have to actually play to be good. Right, and Baker's more concerned with his mustache than actually yeah. playing quarterback. And his Home Depot commercials, which I actually think are kind of funny. But. And Landry and, and Odell Beckham are more concerned about which pair of Shoes they have yeah. on the field. Well, you got to make sure they look good while they're losing. Right. So I'm going to go with him. I mean, he, he had a pretty decent start to the year. He looked explosive. Didn't get a ton of carries. But then he, you know, had that hamstring injury. I believe it was a hamstring injury. Missed several weeks. Came back. Slowly integrated. Really took a key role in the offense last week. Right. Showed why they drafted him, put their faith in him. And now he's facing an incredibly suspect Cleveland defense. I think he's going to have another breakout game. No disrespect to Frank Gore. The man's a legend, and he has played for 119 seasons straight. But the kid's going to slowly start, maybe not even that slowly, start taking control. No, I think think it's pretty clear last weekend that he took over. He's going to be the bell cow in that offense. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, So I'm going to piggyback your quarterback. Okay. I'm gonna go with Christian Kirk, LA okay. receiver. Yeah. I don't I don't think I need to dive into that one too much. It's everything you said about um Dan Bay Buccaneers. I mean, pretty much every game is a shootout with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Whether yeah. uh Jameson's throwing picks or not. But especially when he throws picks, it's still more of a shootout, which it is, really is, yeah. I mean even puzzles he, yeah. one. The guy can throw over 400 yards and three touchdowns and still throw four picks. I don't understand how he gets that many possessions. <laughs> uh, but I think it, it's going to be a nice little shootout, and Christian Kerr is going to put up them yards. So who do you got for wide receiver? 
At wide receiver, I have the the aforementioned the aforementioned Mr. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Uh, not really a big uh, glory player. There are stretch as far as the talent level goes, uh, but much like my Christian McCaffrey pick against the 49ers a few weeks ago. Yep. I I just think he's playing too good and his quarterback is too good to not at least meet his projected uh, stat line right. in totals. I think he'll far surpass it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Lockett has a 100-yard game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to throw any wild guarantees out there, but he's that good and he's that explosive and – you give him, I mean, the guy can catch a slant and just go and go and go and go. He's fast. He has awesome hands. Uh, well, you'll talk about Tyler Lockett a little bit later on in the show also. We'll see. But I don't know. It's it's on it's on, it's on the uh, the show the show log, so it, yeah. it's it's happening. But yeah, it's my pick. Now Now we have to get to the bad part. We have the Yang to the Yang. We have to get to the negative side of it. We have to go with our tank. Oh, boy. So, I'm going to throw my tank QB no, out there go first. Right ahead. Go right we'll, ahead. we'll switch it up. I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. You are going to make 49er fans very upset. Well, they are anyways because, you know, I don't know. Like They just seem very angry. Especially the Patriots fans. They're very angry for some reason. I don't know why. Um, But... Not my intention to make anybody mad, but this is just my honest opinion. So if they do, hey, feel free to shoot me a message and let me know why, and I'll discuss it with you. I'm always uh, I'm always willing to talk football, rationally or irrationally. Yeah, or even irrational. I can I can try to shoot that down too. That's fine. <laughs> no, but it's it's not a knock on Jimmy G. Right. I mean, he's been very good this year, but last week, as far as totals uh, with his stat line, was kind of an outlier. He has not put up monster numbers all season. Right. It's more of a, and I'm not going to you know disclose this now, but it's the same as my running back tank. It's more of a coming back down to earth than a they're doing anything wrong. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to normally carry that team because the running game is so strong. The tight end is so good. I, I don't know who he throws in a tight end, obviously. I'm not stupid. But those aren't long passes. He's not. He doesn't have to sling it all around. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. And that's not saying he's a game manager, he's only this, he's only that, because he proved last week he can make the throws. But he doesn't have to all the time. And I think it's going to be one of those games where they're more focused on the running game and the timely throws, and his stats just aren't going to be there. It's not not that he's going to do anything wrong or get shut down. It's just the game script against a team like Seattle is going to be more ball control and you know clock management, try to get points on the board. Get the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. Absolutely. So I mean, that's that's the only reason for that. It's not a knock on Jimmy. I'm, I'm a Pats fan. I got, I got. I'm, I'm glad to see Jimmy doing well. But uh, who do you got? I got one, Mister Jared Goff. Can we just? Is he like your permanent oh, tank? This is not my permanent tank. I just saw the matchup, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like, you know what? They're evolving each week. Actually, They're I'm getting better, better and better. Yeah, defensively, yeah. Uh, Watt is increasing his abilities and his pass rushing each and every week. Devin Bush is getting better and better each and every week. They have fast linebackers. Hayward in the middle is a beast this year. I don't know what happened to him, but he all of a sudden reverted back to a few years ago. And that defense is 
shaking the NFC North. AFC North, I'm sorry. Um, and I just don't like the matchup. I don't. He hasn't been statistically that great this year. No, he hasn't. He was not like he was last year. Like even his the blowout games, they're not putting up the yards, the points. I looked at him for um, I think it was my twelve team to play him as my starting quarterback because I have this nice little carousel going on in my twelve team league. And I looked at and looked at his stats for the whole year in his games, and just nothing appealed to me. No, like I know they blew out a couple teams, and it just there's nothing there. So it's the Steelers are and and the Steelers have an outside chance at making the playoffs, or even maybe catch up to the Ravens. So I think they have something to play for, and I think that defense just each and every week is getting better and better more cohesive, and teams that play with running backs as their primary receivers or one of their key to the passing game, they're going to have problems. No, that's true. And just uh, before I give you my my tank running back, um, you mentioned T.J. Watt. If you're an NFL team and you see Watt or Bosa on the draft board, Anybody named Watt or Bosa, just take them. You're good. Yeah. You're good because they're going to be a stud. I don't think there's any more in the pipelines yet, but J.J. Watt's been around for a while, so I'm sure he's starting to pump some out. I think he's a few kids, yeah. So be coming around in 15 give, years give, or so. Give, yeah. him a couple, give him a yeah. few years, but, yeah, if you see more Bosa's or Watts, yeah, absolutely go grab them and, and try them out. My running back yep. is Kenyon Drake. Not to run in a parade. Guy had an awesome performance oh, last he was, week. Oh, he was fantastic. Against a great defense. No, he had an incredible performance last week. It's not to run in his parade at all. It's just David Johnson's going back. Yep. David Johnson's the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair fact. And if nothing else, it's going to be a timeshare favoring David Johnson. He's not going to get the opportunities. And even when he did get some opportunities, which wasn't a lot because Miami did not know how to use him. That's true. He didn't really take a whole lot of advantage of it with the exception of the Miami Miracle last year. Uh, The guy's got a lot of talent. He's very good. And he could have a a respectable game. But I know a lot of people ran out and picked him up in fantasy leagues, and they think he's just going to be the second coming of David Johnson from a couple years ago. Or I just don't see it now. If David Johnson gets hurt again, which unfortunately with his history is possible, right? And Kenyon Drake is the lone guy in the backfield. Yeah, that's uh. So my problem, my problem, that's, would, that's definitely something that you know you gotta keep an eye out for. My problem would be with Drake. He clearly went in the tank when Miami gets all these running backs, and they didn't feature him. This year. Because they made him feel all bubbly inside when they traded J.H.I.E. last year. Here, you're the running back. You're the future. They come into this season, they got all these little running backs. They drafted a running back. They picked one off free agency. And he was just not the guy. Is he going to, now that he proved in one game, it is one game. Is he going to go back to his little shell? And if the time 
this this year comes if DJ goes out again, is he going to be able to produce because he went into his little shell? Because there was a time this year, I'd say early on, three week three week four, they kind of needed Kenyon Drake, and I think they tried to try to use him, but yeah, it just didn't work. He was already system. damaged because against the Patriots, it seemed like I mean, Kalen Oblige was used. Yeah, Oblige was afraid of the ball in that game, but they tried to use him. Yeah. So my my point is, is is he going to go into a little shell because woe is me, I'm never given an opportunity, and I'm this talented player. I don't think so. I think he's excited about the opportunity because there's room for him and David Johnson to both play in that offense. Okay. But I just don't think he's going to have as much of an opportunity as he had last week. He's just going to fall off a little bit. I mean, you're not going to have that kind of performance every week. He's not that kind of player anyways, Yeah. which kind of would cut people by surprise. But who's your running back? Nick Chubb. Ooh, Nick Chubb. And my point is Baker. most of it's unrelated <laughs> to football because the Bills haven't been that stout against the run, really. Yeah, um, They're not worse in the NFL, but they're not the best at stopping the run. It's just Baker. It's Baker. It's Odell Beckham. It's Jarvis Landry. It's more important off the field than whatever's on the right. field. And then when you bring that up, they get upset because – right. Meanwhile, you have a super talented player like Nick Chubb who's sitting there just like, man, he seems like a really nice, humble kid too. And he's going to get destroyed because Odo wants the ball. Jarvis wants the ball. Baker wants to throw the ball. He wants to prove he's the guy. Well, you can't do that if you're running the ball to Nick Chubb, but I'm sure if we went back and looked, how did they get their two wins? Running the ball yeah, with Nick Chubb. down the throat yeah. of that defense. So, no, uh, it's purely because I don't think he's going to accumulate 17 points because the Bills are going to, their Bills are going to get ahead. And even though the Browns are going to want to throw the ball, they're going to have to throw the ball even more. And Nick Chubb's going to just going to get pushed to the wayside. And, you know, you know, most of anybody, Baker doesn't know how to check down. No, at all. He can't. His check down is 30 yards downfield. He's he's a fan of, of putting out the laundry, though, but he doesn't know how to check down. Yeah, hanging everyone out the dry. That's right. So, let's wrap it up with um, wide receivers. My tank wide receiver is Mr. Marvin Jones from the Detroit Lions. Big Marvin Jones fan. Oh, I actually wouldn't say big fan. Uh, but I'm a fan of Marvin Jones. I like the way he plays. He's a solid player. Makes some really tremendous plays. And then he'll disappear for weeks on end. Yes. Which is my problem. Much like you saying, you know, the Bills aren't great against Chubb or aren't great against the run affecting Chubb. Um, Chicago's defense has not been the last couple of weeks what they were the first several weeks. And that's that's due because the offense can't stay on the field and they're constantly on the field. But Marvin Jones, he fools people every couple of weeks. He'll have a break of 100-something yards and a touchdown, and or a couple of weeks ago he had the four touchdowns, and then he disappeared. And he came out this week, or last week, and he had the uh, the, the big game. Not quite as big as four touchdowns, but it was, it was a nice performance. Right. And then people are, oh, Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones. He's going to disappear. And he is facing a very good defense. Now, he's a quarterback 
You can handle it. Matthew Stafford's a good, competent quarterback. Yeah, he is. And they're on a good offense. Uh, they really can't run the ball anymore, though. They're having a hard time doing that. They're not going to succeed with that very much against the Bears. So the pass is going to suffer because of that. And I think if anyone's going to have a good day, it'll be Kenny Galladay. Uh, it's hard to stop Kenny Galladay. That's the thing. And, I mean, I think he's going to be the guy this week. And maybe Hawkinson. But uh, he's I don't know. So he's so inconsistent. inconsistent still. He's a rookie trying to figure things out. But, no, I, I, I yeah, I just think he's going to struggle. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't look at two of the last three weeks and go, oh, he's going to have a week like that because I, I very much doubt it. Yeah. So I'm going back to the well, and it's not what you're thinking. So last last week I picked um, – who did I pick? Uh, Keenan Allen to tank. My apologies to the Keenan Allen owners in fantasy football. I'm sorry. It was not my fault. I predicted it. Blame Phillip Rivers. So – I'm going back to that well because Keenan Allen or um, DJ Moore will be facing the same team that Keenan Allen faced, the Green Bay Packers. And I think you you have a superstar in the making in Zaire Alexander. And I think he's going to shut down DJ Moore. Um, and that'll allow and that'll allow the Packers defense to attempt, let me specify, attempt to restrain CMC from going ruckshot over them. Yeah, they won't. I didn't say, and I didn't say it was going to oh, be I successful. I'm just telling everybody out there who might doubt it, they, uh, they won't shut down McCaffrey. This way they can take Zaire Alexander and put him on DJ Moore and let the rest of the defense try to contain this electric offensive player. Which it won't work, but I'm only specific to the wide receiver. And plus, I think Zary Alexander, I've seen him enough play this year. I think he's, next year or two, you're going to see him push a bunch of those top-tier corners out of the top five, and his name is going to be up there. Very well could be. Well, I mean, we talked about our players of the week. Right. So, well, we already talked about what we think, what we both, I think, I know at least I do think, will be the game of the week in the Niners and the Seahawks. Neither one of us wanted to choose that for our game of the week no, because it just seemed too, too obvious. Too easy. Kind of like Baltimore, New England last week. It was like that's going to be the game people really want to see. Right. So we both kind of chose a somewhat under-the-radar game. Right. Although, I mean, it's the NFL. It's not really under-the-radar. But you know what I mean. That we can look at and go, hmm, okay, may not be the best, best teams, but it's going to be a really fun matchup. Like if you had to watch a game instead of Red Zone, what game would you watch? Okay, I don't know why you would, but, you know. But, you know, some people don't, don't want red zone. Fair enough. But if you wanted one game, I would I would pick Arizona at Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a shootout. And who doesn't love offense? Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray's going to be electric. And even though Winston's going to throw interceptions – and give Kyler Murray more possessions. He'll still throw touchdowns. He'll keep he'll keep scoring. I mean, Mike Evans is a beast. Let's just put that put that puppy to bed. He is a beast. He is putting up yards and touchdowns with Winston as his quarterback. It's funny. It's almost like when the the Bucks game plan to throw to Mike Evans 
that they actually are more competitive. It's like when you use the best offensive player on your team, you're successful. You sound a little salty about that. No, I just know there's a few weeks there where they were struggling, and they're like, oh, what's wrong with Jameis? And Mike Evans has, like, three targets. And it, it, it's how, how? Like, what, if the Texans struggle and you don't throw to DeAndre Hopkins, how is that possible? Yeah. Like, the Browns are struggling because they're not making Nick Chubb a centerpiece of their offense. Right. It's like, I'm not a coach. I'm not paid to do this. I watch because I love it. I talk about it because I love it. And I can see that. And you guys are, oh, we got to find out what's wrong with it. Throw the ball to your best player. It's, it's really friggin' simple. I Throw it to Mike Evans. You don't even have to throw it to him. You can throw it two feet to the side or above him, and the guy's going to come down with the damn thing. He proved that last week. Yeah. He's with his entire career. Why do you think Johnny Manziel was so good in college? He had Mike Evans yeah, to throw it to exactly. him. Yeah, exactly. I could, I could be, well, not yeah, really. Right. I'd still be terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I might be better than Joe Flacco, but... I'm not so sure, you know. I'm not gonna even. I'm not even gonna be the Jameis. <laughs> but I was gonna say I can at least put up respectable numbers throwing on Mike Evans. Right. I, I, I doubt that. Still, that's right. not true. I'd be awful. So, who are you looking at? My game of the week. You brought it up with your final tank. It is going to be the Panthers and the Packers. Oh, good Lambeau. choice. Good choice. Oh yeah. Anytime you get to watch Christian McCaffrey play, it'll be exciting. It'll be interesting how Kyle Allen. You brought this up to me earlier in the week, which was what made me think. What made me think of it? Mm-hmm. How will Kyle Allen match up against that defense, which is much improved from last year? Right. Not unstoppable, but still much improved from last year. And I, I just think it's going to be a really exciting game. And, again, it's going to be – it may not be the shootout of Arizona and Tampa Bay, but it's going to be a really fun game to watch. And as long as you get – I hope you get top Christian McCaffrey and decent Kyle Allen against top Aaron Rodgers in decent running game. You're going to see two offenses that can really put up some points and really go at it. Are we going to see MVS make a showing or no? I don't know, man. That's such a mystery to me. Even when Devontae Adams was out and other guys were banged up, it's like they're allergic to throwing MVS the ball. They have a star on their hands there. They have a solid number two, a guy who could almost be a 1B to Adams once he's fully developed. Yeah. And they're just like, no, no, we're not not throwing the ball to you. Are you kidding me? You might actually succeed. So, instead, let's throw it to Aaron Jones two yards downfield again. I guess it's working. They're winning games. Right. But it's like you're watching MVS run down the field, sometimes uncovered, and Rodgers is like, no, nah, four yards that way. Yeah, we're good. It's like, dude, you, good. we know you can throw Aaron. Like, you, we know you have the arm to reach him. Like, throw him a damn ball. Uh, is there anything else on the docket? Yeah, your apology. My your apo- public apology oh, yes, to think- a player who I have long since been a fan of and touted. Okay. And you have continuously knocked at every turn for some unknown reason. Okay. All right. So I put this poll out earlier. Cue the sad music. My apology to one Mr. Tyler Lockett. After this weekend, and he's been doing it eh, pretty much the entire season, he even stuffed a few weeks uh, in my face when I chose him to be Tank. Yep. You're um, bad. So, I am resigning my position as the foremost expert on the Tyler Lockett uh, is the worst wide receiver in the game. That is a very lengthy title for a fan club. Right. 
We want to shorten that down. Oh, we were we were a, a small group, so we wanted to make something big. So I, I guess, but man, I think you just got to condense that down a bit. But whatever. But anyway, we're we're disbanding the group, and um, I'm I'm stepping down as the president because clearly, clearly he is a top level NFL wide receiver. In my head, I just picture you like sitting at a table with like four stuffed animals, going, "Tyler, look, it sucks, guys, doesn't he?" And like using your own voice to no, like no, make them. I'm like, yeah, you does, man. You're totally right. That is inaccurate you're statement. You're going to win Banker Tank every week. That is an inaccurate statement. <laughs> you're putting out false content. But he is. He is. Um, he's a great player, man. He's, he really pro- is. he's proving that he is a top echelon wide receiver, and I can't deny it anymore. So, to your point, uh, I would put people that I have no use for in a little box and just shove them onto the side. Perhaps kick them into the lake. And hope they drown. But that was oddly specific and a little graphic, but I know what you're saying, I guess. But um yeah, I gotta say I, I have to eat my words on this one. It's he's they not don't, they don't taste good, but hey, progress, Ben. It is progress. You've grown as a person, you've admitted you were wrong. So that's good. In 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 the words of well, in, in somewhat of the words of a great man, he is not what I thought he was. Yes. That's gonna wrap it up for this episode. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think, what we did right, what we did wrong, why you listen in general. Uh, we'd love to, like I said, we'd love to hear from you. We are uh, available on several social media platforms. Ben, so we are on Twitter at Ben Chris Talk Fo One. We are on IG Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. We are on Facebook Ben and Chris Talk Football. Look out for some of the content that we're putting out. Um, we're also on Spotify and iTunes. And if you guys could go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe and leave a review, we would greatly appreciate that. It helps us out a lot as far as getting noticed goes and getting traction. Uh, even if you don't like the show, uh, tell somebody who might and then don't write a review because it will be negative. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. We want to hear all the feedback. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.